Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of The Jesse Kelly Show. And in case you're just now joining us, I am in the middle of telling a story because I watched that video today of those Nashville cops breaching the school and taking down that shooter. I'm just trying to bring this home, how dangerous that is, how frightening that is, and how impressive that is. And maybe... Maybe we can all learn something going forward here. So I started telling a story about my time in Marine Corps Infantry. I'm a basic Marine Corps grunt. We get this super uh, super stud gunnery sergeant in charge of us who wants to teach us a lesson, begin our teaching about urban warfare. So one night we go put on these sim rounds on our M16s. They're not paintballs, much, much stronger. And we go on the march at night, and we're marching towards a shoot house in 29 Palms, California. I don't know if this is still there. I bet it still is. What a shoot house is, it's an uh, empty, it can be empty or you can put people in it, building where you go practice various things, practice whatnot. And 
we were going up against the Marine Corps version of military police. They're on the inside. They are ready for us. They are outnumbered extremely. Uh, I, I'm, it's been so long now. I want to say there were seven of them, maybe eight of them. It wasn't very many. And we were going to go in a platoon at a time. So I want you to think 30 guys, 40 guys were going to go in. And they have score guys keeping score in there who will make the call if you don't make it yourself. Hey, you're shot. Lay down. You're dead. Hey, you're shot. Lay down. You're dead. So it's their job to observe everything. Call you dead when they call you dead. It's not as if it's a mystery when those sim rounds hit your body, but if one hits you in the flak jacket, you may not know. The, the bulletproof vest. If one hits you in the bulletproof vest, you may not know. And I will never forget this night as long as I live. You breach the door. And again, all the only experience we have, the only experience we had, and now I have more, but the only experience we have, most people have in stuff like this, is watching the movies. But what you really can't, ever fully grasp is this portion of it how many places there are for them to hide and shoot at you from if i if i'm taking you on if if i've got 30 dudes and you've got seven dudes and we're in a field or we're even in the mountains or something like that there are only so many places i need to look if i know the general direction i need to clear and you're dead. I want you to do this. It'll, it'll help, help you picture it in your mind. Okay. I want you to picture this. Maybe even if you're home listening to the podcast version or something like that, maybe you want to do this. Whatever room you're in right now, I want you to walk out of it. I want you to exit that room. Now, hold your hands up like you got a gun in your hand. And then I want you to poke your head around the corner and look back into that room. Now, you tell me. Think 360 degrees, up, down, upstairs, behind the kitchen counter, behind the work. You tell me how many places somebody could be standing, sitting, hiding with a gun pointing towards that door. Now, picture this. They know exactly where you're coming through because there's one door. Maybe there's two doors, so they're already aimed at it. Let me ask you this. Who can shoot faster and deadlier? You have the entire room to worry about. Up, down, left, right, counter, everything else. His gun's aimed at the door. Oh, and did I mention, we're playing for keeps now. He shoots you once. Unlike the movies, you're gone. Can you get him in time? Want to do a little experiment? Got any Nerf guns or something like that in your house? Go try it with your kids. Or with your wife, with your husband. It's actually fun. You'll find yourself laughing. Go try it. Go put them in the room with a Nerf gun. And you go stand outside and you try to breach that room and see who shoots who first. Now, that's just the beginning of it. And I'm, I'm leading up to this by telling you, we stormed in that building, platoon after platoon after platoon, and we didn't lose. We're talking professional Marines, weapons handling, mag tra- changing, everything. We got slaughtered. Slaughtered. Chris asked if I died right away. <laughs> Oh, buddy, I died right away, and then eventually we died so quickly that they started reviving us to get back in the fight, and then I died right away again, and then right away again, and then right away again, 
And oh, here's another experiment when you do your little Nerf wars with your wife, kids, husband, whatever it may be. If you happen to have stairs in your house, send one of them up the stairs. You, with them upstairs, you try to get from downstairs to upstairs without being shot in the face. It's much more difficult than you think. And I really do want you to do this physically for a reason as well. Because I actually kicked half this off with lowering fitness standards, New York City, things like that. But remember this. Your adrenaline's pumping. You're breathing really, really hard. You're scared. And you're exerting yourself more than you think. Grab a a five-pound weapon, which is extremely light. Grab an eight-pound weapon. That's about an M16, if I remember right. Hold it up like you're looking down the sights. And... Bend your legs so you're in a more aggressive stance and go walk 100 meters. What do your arms feel like? What do your thighs feel like? This isn't a calm situation with nobody shooting you back. Now, when you're done, when you're nice and out of breath, try to hold the sights on something specifically and hit there. Oh, by the way, now, once you do that, go back to that door and try to breach that room with the person who has the AK-47 aimed at the door, ready to shoot you in the head. Urban warfare is the most difficult, harrowing thing ever. And I need to clarify this. After we died that night, we all died several times. We were massacred that night. We all got the wake up we needed. We were all bruised. We were all bleeding in various spots. We were a lot more receptive to the urban warfare training we received after that. And I am by no means some urban warfare expert, some special forces guy. I don't ever want to say that. But it woke us up to the fact we were at zero. We were zero. We were nothing until we started to get specialized training. And even then you die. You know, even then, you know what some of the specialized training is? You know, They'll call it a stack. You know what a stack is? You, instead of just running in a door by yourself because then you're going to die... You stack up outside of the door with your friends, well, with whoever's on your on your shooting team. Usually it was teams of four. Okay, so you're stacked up. You're stacked up against the door. You're getting ready to breach the door. Okay, sounds good. What are your walls made out of? You think that's uh, concrete and rebar? It's all drywall. It's just powder. You and your buddies stacked up at the door. If the guy knows you're stacked up at the door... Beep, one shot right through the wall. You're dead. Boop, another shot. You're dead. And this is the train group. Okay, now you breach. Now you go into the door. Let's say the first guy does a button hook. You hook right away. It's just what it sounds like. You hook right away because you have a separate sector of the room. Second guy, his job is to cross. He essentially sprints straight across the room when you button hook. This is supposed to create confusion in the home for the guy who's shooting back. What if... You breached a button hook and your bro- guy, your buddy's breaching right behind you. What if the guy you're breaching with, what if he threw a chair in front of the door? They used to do this little stuff to us, little stupid stuff that sounds dumb. Oh, I'm breaching. I'm going. Oh, no, the chair. Oh, I'm tripping and falling. Oh, we're all dead. Like that. And what if it's not practice? It's for real. Those cops in Nashville that breached that school and put that monster down, I know you already respect those heroes. Man, that's impressive. 
to breach that school, climb multiple flights of stairs, and put that monster down, any one of those guys could have died at any moment. That killer could have been behind any doorway, shot through any wall, standing at the top of any flight of stairs. I wanted to bring this home for you. One, the bravery. Two, if what I just said interested you, and it might, no, you're never going to be on Delta Force. Well, maybe. I guess we do have a bunch of young Army guys. Maybe you will be one day. But for you, you guys who aren't going to be on Delta Force, which I believe is about 99.99% of us, I certainly am never going to be qualified and never was. There are private, tons of private training outfits who do this kind of stuff now. I'm not saying you need to. You might just have a real good time with your family and friends while you do it, and you might get faster and deadlier while you do it. Maybe something to look into. Oh, it's fine if you don't want to. I understand that. Low T is a huge problem in the country. A lot of people are too low T to want to do it. If you don't feel like going to do any training like that, it's not your fault, not completely. All that means is you don't have a male vitality stack from chalk flowing through your veins. See, I lifted again today, male vitality stack again today. I'm ready to start stacking on buildings now, baby. Get your male vitality stack from chalk in your body. Seriously, it's all natural herbal supplements. This is good for you. The emails, email after email I'm email after email I get. I love this stuff. Oh, this stuff is the best. Jesse, this stuff, is it's, it's unreal. Jesse, how I feel. I can't believe how I feel. It's unreal. C-H-O-Q.com, promo code Jesse, all right? Chalk.com, promo code Jesse, 35% off subscriptions. Male vitality stack, female vitality stack. Let's get strong. Let's get ready. Let's go breach some doors, baby. You ready? All right. Get to some emails. And Trump and Chris Christie. Hang on. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Thank you, Chris, for the White National Anthem song there. Very much appreciate that. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I was thinking about today real quickly before we get to this other stuff. I was thinking about, remember, remember when John Fetterman was running for Senate in Pennsylvania and he had this major stroke and he couldn't talk? anymore couldn't read he's really not a functional adult anymore and the entire american media ran cover for him until half the people of pennsylvania had already voted and then he finally took a debate and he got up there and basically did this in the most embarrassing debate performance ever (laughs) and then he gets elected to senate to the senate promptly asked to check himself in the hospital we haven't seen from him since Man, does that hit home about where we are? <laughs> that is just, that is so where we are, man. All right. I saw this. Chris Christie suggests he'll run to torpedo Trump in the primary. Okay. I would argue that Chris Christie has a pretty inflated opinion of himself and his importance and his value and how much people would rely on his word. Chris Christie's pretty much a punchline in GOP circles now. But I did see this from Trump. Well, here he was. You happy with Chris Ray? But just so you understand. He asks, by the way, are you happy with Chris Ray? Remember, Trump appointed Chris Ray to head the FBI. But just so you understand, I put Chris Ray in because I wanted to have somebody in there 
that everybody, including the other side, really wanted. It may not have been the right move. Let's see. Time will tell, okay? I wanted somebody in there that everybody, including the other side, really wanted. All right, you know what? I'll, I'll let him start over again. Just let him have a second. You happy with Chris Ray? But just so you understand, I put Chris Ray in because I wanted to have somebody in there that everybody, including the other side, really wanted. It may not have been the right move. Let's see. Time will tell, okay? But I wanted to have somebody in the FBI because I'm an honorable guy. I'm an honest guy. I may have made a mistake, but I put somebody in that the other side, everybody agreed to. You know who recommended him to me? Chris Christie. Okay, he recommended him. And that's okay. I don't mind that. I've taken Chris Christie's recommendations before. Uh, and other people wanted Christopher Ray, And people from the other side wanted Christopher Ray. But, but okay. We can't have a repeat of this. I, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give it to you right between the eyes, all right? Uh, you know I tell you when I have people close to the various people running for office. I'm honest about that. I can't always tell you who it is or what it is, but I have, I have people in DeSantis' camp. I have people in Trump's camp now. Trump has worse people surrounding him now than he ever has before. It's his worst group, and this is from one of us, one of you, one of me, America first, and he is a Trump diehard. Oh, my gosh, the conversation we had the other day was disheartening. He said he is surrounded by the biggest bunch of leeches and losers right now who are only in it to make a buck. Man, he has got to do better. And I implored him. I said, buddy, he, his, this team stuff, this personnel difficulty that he seems to have so consistently, this is the stuff that's going to sink his chances. He has no chance. He has no chance to even win the presidency with this, let alone once he gets there, they're just kneecapping him kneecap him again and he said jesse i know i'm trying i know i'm trying sometimes he doesn't listen man this is not good enough this is not good enough and i believe now i i'm less firm on this than before i believe that trump is going to be the nominee i think if the election was held today trump would be the nominee i'm not as firm on that now i'll get into that in a second as i was before but i believe he's going to be the nominee Therefore, even if you hate Trump, if you love him, it doesn't matter. We need the best Trump we can get, man. Somebody who's hardened and ready and ready to take these people on. Then we, this is not good enough. You happy with Chris Ray? But just so you understand, I put Chris Ray in because I wanted to have somebody in there that everybody, including the other side, really wanted. We got to do better than this next time. And I hope that he will get this together. He has plenty of time to get it together. It's a long campaign. It's the end of March 2023. He has plenty of time. But Donald Trump has got to clean some house. There need to be firings. You should be inspired if you start hearing about firings from the Trump camp. That will be a great sign. If you don't hear of any turnover from the Trump camp, we are in some daggone trouble. I'll tell you that much. Now, to clarify what I just said in a minute ago, the reason I'm not as confident as I was before, as I was a betting man, I'd still say it's probably going to be Trump. I'm not as confident as before simply because of how much the Trump camp talks about Ron DeSantis. You wouldn't talk about somebody that often if you're really 40 points ahead on them. I don't know this. Now I'm guessing. But I'm guessing they have internal state-by-state -state polls 
that have this anybody's race. Remember, national polls mean nothing in a Republican primary. All that matters is because, remember, the states go individually at different times. Give me an Iowa poll. Give me a South Carolina poll. A national poll of a 1,000 voters means nothing. I would bet, because I'm sure they're all polling it all the time. Team Trump has plenty of money. I would bet they have polls that show them closer than I thought they were. He talks about DeSantis enough that makes me think there's probably some nervousness there. But, oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Let's let's get to some emails in the FBI. Let's get away from these things. Before we do that, let's talk about our preparations. We talk about being prepared all the time, preparing our bodies, making sure we're trained with our weapons, making sure we have water. We talk about making sure we have the ability to purchase goods and services. We talk about food, the least sexy part of being prepared, right? It's not hard to say, buy some ammo, go shoot at the range, go practice with your weapon. It's a, all that stuff's easy. All that stuff's sexy. Buy gold. Even gold's sexy, right? You know what's not sexy? Food. Food you might even never eat. So boring. Why do I, why do I want to talk about food? I want to talk about what needs to go in my go bag. Um, without food, you're nothing. Did you know that you could actually defeat a member of the Delta Force? You could. Why? Just make him go long enough without food. He'll be starving to death. You go beat him. An army runs on his stomach, as Napoleon said. There is an excellent chance we will face a crew, a food crisis in this nation. Do you have emergency food ready if that day, God forbid, ever comes? My Patriot Supply has three-month food kits prepped and ready to go. They're not only delicious, it's 2,000 calories a day. You know how long you can survive and thrive on 2,000 calories a day? Go to MyPatriotSupply.com because they're $200 off right now. MyPatriotSupply.com, $200 off per kit. Everyone in your need, everyone in your home needs one. MyPatriotSupply.com. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. Remember, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I've been thinking a lot about what you just said to me, Chris. I'm not so sure about it. I'm not so sure about it. Chris said... The burrito is superior to the burger. And initially, obviously, I poured scorn on him, as you know I will do. And I looked at him like he's beneath me. But the more I think about it, here's, here's, here's where I always come down on this. I mean, what, Chris? This is important. We'll get back to the politics in a second. The perfect cheeseburger, like a Jesse Kelly burger. A world fam- Don't roll your eyes, Chris. A world-famous Jesse Kelly burger. That is... The pinnacle of food. There is nothing you could ever eat in your life that would be better than a perfect cheeseburger, a Jesse Kelly burger or something like that. The perfect burger is superior to all other forms of food. But Chris said at the end, it gets too messy. In a burrito, you don't have that problem. I'm a burrito fan. I am. I think I'll push back on that a little bit. Part of what makes a good burrito a good burrito is... It's got all kinds of juices and sauces in it, right? Well, by the time I'm done kamalaing down a burrito, I would expect the end of it to be soaked in so many sauces that it's starting to burst and come apart. And if it's not starting to burst and come apart, maybe I'm overselling the burrito, Chris. What say you? 
You think I'm getting low-quality tortillas? Actually, I get the highest-quality tortillas. In Texas, there's a spot in the grocery store. hate to rub this in all everyone else's face, but there's a spot in the grocery store. It's back in the refrigerated section. There's a spot in the store I go to that has the tortillas. Tortillas is what we say in Spanish, Chris. You wouldn't know anything about Buenas that. Tardes. The tortillas that are only half-cooked. So you're buying a package of them. They're all stacked up, but they're half-cooked. So you actually bring them home. That's a sound it makes. Drop them in the pan. Flip it. You actually have fresh tortillas with every single tortilla. Now, that's not inferior. That's superior to every other tortilla out there, I would argue. Anyway, look, the tough issues we have to tackle here. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Dear fellow history nerd. I'm a teenage listener who's really interested in all sorts of history. Lately, I've been reading up on some of the presidents from the pre-industrial revolution era. Recently, you've talked talked about why do you think Andrew Jackson was a great president? Growing up in our failing education system, I'd never heard that point of view from any teacher or history book. They only focus on his prior military service and the Trail of Tears. I want to cut through the truth and hear why you think old Hickory was a great president. His name is Cole. Well, Cole... I didn't really say I thought he was a great president. I thought he was a great man. A flawed man, like all of us are, but a great man. Like, this, the same thing applies to somebody like Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, I admire more than I can possibly explain. You know Teddy Roosevelt? You know Teddy Roosevelt was an extremely sickly young boy? Wheezy and weak, really sickly, always getting picked on by the neighborhood bullies. And Teddy Roosevelt decided just through force of will that he was going to, I I don't even know how to describe it. When you read it, it sounds like he thought he was just going to exercise it out of his body. He just started working out. Can't breathe? Work out anyway. Oh, a little bit weak? Let's take up boxing. Oh, let's bring in kung fu experts. Let's do wrestling. Teddy Roosevelt went partially blind in one eye while he was president because he used to box in the White House and he would make foreign dignitaries box with him in the White House. He decided uh, he was lamenting something. I won't get into all the details of it. But Teddy Roosevelt, remember, he's a rich boy. He's a Roosevelt. He doesn't have to do any of this. He comes from American royalty. He decides he's going to go out west and live the life of a cowboy and was a stud, an absolute stud. Now, Teddy Roosevelt, like the other Roosevelt, was a big government idiot when it came to government because the Roosevelt family, look, this this applies a lot when you get families like this. They all saw themselves as kings and queens, as that one very, very successful, world-famous author talks about so often on his show. You can actually buy his book, The Anti-Communist Manifesto, at jessekellybook.com. But back to what we were talking about, the Roosevelts both saw themselves as kings and queens. They had no time at all for the limitations that were placed on them by the Constitution or the Office of the Presidency. So Teddy Roosevelt, the president... I think he sucked, but as a man, will always have my respect. Andrew Jackson, you know, I'm not saying he was a terrible president. He was okay. He was average. As a man, 
dude, you build nations with guys like Andrew Jackson. You don't build nations with guys like your history teacher who teaches you that Andrew Jackson Andrew Jackson sucks. Your history teacher would have been one of the guys who was taken hostage because he refused to pick up a weapon, and Andrew Jackson would have to go in there and save him with a group of mercenaries and kill a bunch of people. And then your history teacher would get rescued by Andrew Jackson and promptly go back to teaching his class that Andrew Jackson was a big, meanie, McMean face, and I would never have been like that, guys. That's my problem with it. We take these guys historically who do things using our values today. They do things that look horrible with our values of today. But that wasn't the way it was at the time. We do this all the time with slave owners because we rightfully view slavery today as uh, horrific. Owning another human being, owning and abusing another human being, it sounds crazy to us and it is crazy to us but the entire history of the world not america the history of the entire planet is war and genocide and slavery slavery was the expected outcome did you know during the roman era when they would take on tribes like the germanic tribes in germania did you know when they showed up to take on these tribes the Roman troops would be fighting the Roman men, but the women behind the Roman men would show up at the battlefield. Now, they would do some things that seem absolutely wild. They would actually have weapons of their own to attack their men if their men retreated, their own men, but they would also sometimes show up uh, topless. Now, the reason they would do that is they wanted, when their men turned around and saw them in that way, saw them in that uh state of dress, if you will, they wanted their men to remember that if they lost that battle, if you lose this battle, I'm going to be taken into slavery. And slavery for women, let's be honest, has always been, look, slavery for men isn't great. Slavery for women, especially younger women of any level of attraction, reaches a whole new level of horror that I'm not going to go into here, into here. But that's, look, it was just, it was understood. If you lose, I'm a slave, period. If we lose this city, I'm a slave. I'll die or I'll be a slave. If we lose this war, I'm a slave. Slavery is the history of the world. But we've allowed the modern-day American communist to somehow act like this is some unique American thing. It was the way history was at the time. I'm glad we've gotten past it. I'm glad we don't own human beings as a nation. By the way, there's still all kinds of slavery around the world. Human trafficking, there's slavery all over this planet today. It's just less nation states doing it and more underground, which that's a good thing. We don't want it nation states doing it anymore. It's better to be underground, but it'd be better if we didn't have it at all. But it is what it is. But that was my only point with the Andrew Jackson thing. Judging people of tomorrow of yesteryear with the standards of today. This is all done as a tactic, though, to tear down the country. All right. Rand Paul Stafford got stabbed and the FBI sucks. We need to address these two things in a moment. Before we address them, let's do address this. Obviously, personal protection is on the forefront of everyone's mind, not just today, but every day, as we watch the country go badly when it comes to violence and mental health and drug use. We all want to make sure not just we're protected, but I know I don't know about you, but me personally, I think about my loved ones. I think about my sister. I think about the, my wife. I think about my my kids, uh, my parents, my friends, my cousins. I 
I think about the people in my life. I know I'll be protected if I have a chance to protect myself, but that's not the case for everyone. Is that the case for you? Does everyone in your life carry something on them at all times that will allow them to stop a bad guy? Hero gun or a hero arrow, which is a little smaller. The hero gun, remember, shoots the pepper balls. The hero arrow shoots the pepper gel. Non-lethal, but it is debilitating. It will stop a bad person. Don't just buy it. Carry it on you. Carry it on you. Carry it on you. Hero2020.com. Code Jesse gets you a special discount, all right? Hero2020.com. Code Jesse. State restrictions may apply. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. Don't forget if you miss any part of the show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and a review talking about how handsome I am. And don't email me yelling at me about the lack of music in the podcast. I know. Trust me, I know. I know it's awful. We're working on solutions. It's not our fault. We're working on it, all right? We're efforting it, Chris. I love that word. We're efforting. We're over here just efforting the daylights out of it. Senator Rand Paul says staffer in D.C. was brutally attacked in broad daylight. Attacked with a knife. Guy's been arrested, charged with assault, with intent to kill. I just, look. In these big cities now, in these blue-run cities now, it's going to get wilder and wilder and wilder and wilder. And I've tried to explain over and over and over again that it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. And I'm not saying that to bring you down. Let me, let me explain. Remember, the communists have taken over the Democratic Party. There are no Democrats left now. They're all communists. Or... They have to work for the communists. Like Nancy Pelosi, she's not a communist, Grandma Vodka, but she has to do whatever they tell her to do. So they, they run the party now. These people are invested, uniquely invested in turning violent criminals loose in the cities. They want violent criminals loose. Not only that, they want them loose to commit more acts of violent crime. They know that that violent felon is going to go do more violent things. They are well aware of all this. This is all intentional. You have to create this kind of angst and chaos in society. There's not been a single sign in this country that there will be any reversals of this whatsoever. Now, maybe you're sitting there saying right now, Jesse, that's not true. That's not true. In San Francisco, they bounced their DA. Yeah. How's a new one? Jesse, that's not true. You saw they got rid of Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. Yeah. Have you seen the guys who are about to be mayor? Have you seen who it's between? Oh, oh, I know people will eventually, Democrats in these cities will eventually get mad. But here's the problem. They always get mad at the person in charge they never, ever, 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 ever get mad at the person who's really to blame, the person they see in the mirror. If you're a Chicago Democrat and you've been voting Democrat your whole life, 
and Lori Lightfoot gets in there and a bunch of criminals get turned loose and Chicago turns into a war zone, you don't go look in the mirror and say, you know, dang, this Democratic Party has changed and I'm changing who I vote for. I'm done with it. You don't. You complain with your friends and family members about Lori Lightfoot and then you go vote against her. And you could ask that person, were you going to vote Republican? (laughs) No, that's ridiculous. No. Same thing in San Francisco. Same thing in D.C. It just kind of descends on and on and on without end. There's not an end to it until you start seeing high society people, elites in these cities, until you start seeing more and more of them personally feeling the effects of this, you will never see changes. And we are a million years away from that. They all live behind gated houses. They all have bodyguards. Until you get to the time where it where they take over the streets and they're kicking in doors, then maybe eventually you'll see some changes. By then it'll be too late. Are you going to stick around there with your friends and family for that experience? Mm, I'm not. Look, you're welcome to. If you're one of those people who's shouting at the radio right now, I'm going to stay and fight. You're welcome to. I, honestly, you're welcome to, and I admire it. I do. I've got a family. I'm not staying. I'm gone. I I never go into Houston anymore. Houston's one of these places too. This isn't unique to blue states. They 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 jettisoned all the Republican judges. They swept in all these communist Democrats in charge of everything. And since then, Houston might be the most dangerous city in the United States of America now. It's a war zone out there. And everyone's talking about how there's this scandal at City Hall and that scandal at City Hall and there's this bankruptcy and this crime and we're going to make some changes. Oh, don't make me laugh. No, you're not. You're going to go vote. to. You're going to go to the polls and you're going to vote Democrat again and again and again and again and again without end until, and this, this is the honest truth and this really sucks. The Democrats who pack Houston and vote Democrat every time, they will continue to vote Democrat every time until they themselves or someone they love is hurt very badly. That's the truth. There are no headlines that will move them. Yeah, Chris said, and even then, and he might be right, even then they might not change. But that's the only thing that has a chance of changing them. And I wish that wasn't the case because I don't want to see anyone get hurt. But that is the truth. We talked about this with New York all the time. When I had to burst every New Yorker's bubble, shout out to the great 710WOR, by the way, when de Blasio was up, when he was done and they were going to have a new election. Oh, things will be different next time. No, it's just Bill de Blasio's fault. It was never Bill de Blasio's fault. It was always your fault. You keep voting Democrat every time and then complaining under Democrat policies. You know what? I probably have one of the greatest examples of this ever. One of the greatest examples of voting for the person who dumps on you and oppresses you. I'll play that again for you in just a second. I just want to remember that this is this is our president. We know that this family's worst nightmare, the family's worst nightmare has occurred. I've lost a child not to that. I've lost a child to an accident and to a cancer. But I tell you, there's nothing like losing a child, particularly the more senseless it is, the more devastating the impact on you. It's absolutely heartbreaking. What's wrong with these people? Your dead son is not a campaign prop. And he always uses him that way. It's gross. All right. 
You want a great example? You want a great example of you voted for this? Hang on. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.